Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thanks for listening to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I wanted to talk about solo versus crew. Now, personally, I have uh, been solo for many years. I started my business solo, um, and then I have had a crew for the past several years. Or, you know, technically, what's a crew, right? A crew is more than one person, technically, you know, I guess. Um, I, I've been the crew leader for the majority of that time. I've also had some crew leaders during that time frame. Uh, but ultimately, you know, if you have more, if it's two people in, in, in a truck taking or whatever vehicle taking care of a property, that's technically a crew, right? You know, versus being solo means you're solo. You're all by yourself. I started my business that way. Uh, like, like many people do to try and make sure that, you know, like to figure everything out. Right. I mean, there are people that start off their business right out the gate and they, they, they you know, they uh, hire employees right away and so on. Um, for, for many, myself included, I wanted to make sure that I had as, as much as I could figured out. Right. I wanted to, you know, I, I, I started out with, with barely anything, you know, so I didn't even have enough equipment starting out to even have, uh, you know, someone helping me you know, miscellaneous projects here and there, like, you know, my, my kids, my family would help, you know, they were really young at the time, but they helped with whatever they could. You know, my wife helped a little bit here and there with like spread and mulch, things like that, cleanups, you know, loading up the trailer with a bunch of debris and stuff, going to the dump with me, you know, then bringing the family dog, like just having some fun in the, you know, the early, early, uh, first years, especially just trying to help, you know, go, going around, um, putting, you know, door hangers and, and postcards and things like that, you know, fly in certain neighborhoods that I was trying to uh, get business in and grow and so on. You know, they, 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 there was obviously that. Um, but for the most part, I was literally all by myself with what little equipment I was starting out with, trying to figure out what kind of services that I wanted to offer. You know, I had an idea, you know, like I started a lawn care business. So I knew I was going to be doing lawn maintenance, lawn care, mowing, you know, trimming bushes, things like that. Um, but, I, you know, I, I didn't really venture into landscaping as much. Um but I did try some of it and, you know, I, I enjoyed more of the maintenance aspect, the, the cutting the grass, treating the grass, you know, shaping up everyone's bushes throughout the year, just kind of having a well-maintained, well-manicured property. That's what I enjoyed the most. Um, and that's what seemed to be the most profitable for me in my area, my, that, that, that I could get a lot of that work and have um, that reoccurring revenue and so on. 
versus some of the bigger landscaping jobs and projects. So I kind of veered away from that, but that's a different topic for a different day. I believe I have an episode of that, you know, way back in the archives on my podcast. If, if there's ever anything that you're curious about that I mentioned, I say it's in a previous episode. If you go on, if you're listening on Spotify or go on Spotify, if you're not listening on Spotify and you can just go on to my podcast page and there's a search bar at the top and you can just type in any keywords, anything, you know, um, route density and a whole bunch of episodes will come up that, that I've had a route density, or if you're not sure if I've talked about something, sometimes I'm not sure it's been, you know, over 300 episodes now, three years going on the fourth year. Sometimes I forget what I've even talked about and I got to go through my old episodes and use that search function myself to try and figure out what, what I have and haven't discussed. <clears throat> and sometimes it's worth revisiting certain topics after a couple of years, especially if things have changed my perspective, my experience, or just the fact that new people are listening. And, you know, I want to make sure that uh, I'm keeping things fresh and relevant especially if they're hot topics for sure you know route density was one of those things that i talk about often and it's 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 something that should always be at the top of your your priorities and so on but i do believe i talked about um lands you know like you know landscaping versus lawn care and, and you know that my whole um, opinions and experiences with that on a previous episode so you could always just search that on on Spotify and see if I have or not to actually prove my point. But just to keep things moving along, um, you know, I, I, I focused on lawn maintenance and then I focused on what service area, what type of clients, what type of properties, and then what type of equipment would be the best and most efficient for that and really refine things over the first several years. I You know, my goal was to try and take the first five years to build out my business the way that I wanted to with all the things that I just mentioned and then be prepared for employees, which means meant I needed to, you know, figure out insurance, you know, workers comp, obviously general liability. That's should be, you know, the, the, the first thing that you do, whether you have employees or not, just to protect yourself and your business from any um, damages that you may uh, accidentally acquire doing properties, especially commercial properties. They require most of the time that you have some sort of general liability protect to protect them so that so if you if you damage their property, they're not, you know, they're not out because like, what are they going to do? They're going to sue you, whatever, like. Like at the end of the day, they, they might not get reimbursed for that being fixed, you know. So if they know you have your own insurance, then you're going to file a claim and then the insurance is going to cover whatever needs to be fixed or repaired and so on. Uh, that's the same thing, fixed or replaced, <laughs> um, you know, on the on the property and so on. Uh, so that that's kind of a given minimum. But it, then if you have employees, having workers comp is is the next uh, given because you don't want anything to happen to your employees and then you don't have insurance to cover that. And now you're basically out of business and you're paying, you know, out of pocket to try and cover the medical expenses of someone, you know, that worked for you and or their family if something really tragic happened to them and so on. So, you know, you, I wanted to figure that stuff out as well before I hired employees, but that was kind of towards the end of that five years. And honestly, I was able to kind of catch on and learn and grow certain things quickly or more quickly than I had anticipated. So I believe it was year four that I started hiring employees or like I hired like one, I had year four, I had one part-time guy, like a, a, a high school um, senior that was the son of a friend of mine, a fellow band parent, you know, in high school with our kids. And uh, his son had been doing his own lawns on the side, like most kids in high school usually do. I was the only one that didn't do that. I just was the homeowner that did it for my own lawn. Um, and that's where I kind of got my green thumb and my my uh, passion for that and my skill for for taking care of grass on a, on a residential level. But then, you know, 
converting that now to a professional um, level to, uh, to do it for, for others and all that. But so, uh, you know, he was doing it in, in high school, trying to make some extra money and so on. And, and then, you know, asked, to, I don't know if it was his dad or he did or what or both asked if, if I was looking for any extra help or or maybe I had mentioned something. I don't remember how, how it happened, but I think maybe he was we were probably just casually talking, you know, band parents and asking how business was or whatnot. I was like, oh, it's getting pretty busy. I'm, I'm, you know, I could definitely start using some help soon or whatever. And maybe that's how one thing led to another. But so year four that summer um, for one day a week, um, you know, I had a, a high school senior helping me out for that one day. And it was great. It really gave me a lot of perspective on things and adjustments and what I still needed to learn and so on. Um, but we definitely got a lot done in a short amount of time. I was like, man, you, you were basically doubling or, uh, you know, cutting our workload in half because we're doubling the work, uh, the workers, you know, the, the, the laborers. So we're able to get more done. And that's kind of like some of the pros and cons, right? So shift, shifting into that, because then from then on, I just continued that process, you know, like, um, you know, he went to college and then, and that was that. So then the following year, year five, which was my goal anyway, you know, it was like actually trying to find complete strangers and to some extent. I mean, if I, anyone else I knew that's fine, but you know, there wasn't really any, any other opportunities like that at that time. So it was more about like utilizing indeed and, you know, putting applications, uh, putting a, a job posting out there to get, get applications. And I tried Facebook and Craigslist and all the different things to get employees, but that's also a different, a different topic for a different day. But, you know, I just continued that trend to build and, and have a crew. And, you know, my goal was to obviously have crew leaders to, you know, run crews. And right now we're, I'm kind of in between that. It's, it's just one of those things that a lot of us have struggled through um, for various reasons, especially during COVID and after COVID and all, everything about all that. If you know, you know, I'm not going to go into to that backstory either, but it's, it's definitely been more of a struggle um, during that time frame than it was prior to that. It's always been hard to find, right? There's always that thing, oh, it's, it's hard, hard to find good help. Like I think everyone, every profession, it's kind of like one of those, you know, statements or one of those things that people say expressions. And it's true. It is, especially depending on the type of job, you know, it's probably easier in some regard to find people to work in an air conditioning, you know, supermarket or a retail space, you know, to store, to stand there and ring on the register or stock shelves or something versus like building a house or doing landscaping, mowing lawns all day, every day in, in the different weather conditions, hot, cold, wet, dry, all the different things, uh, all, all season long, right? You know, you, you kind of encompass all those things. So it's definitely more labor intensive, different jobs. And, you know, you're looking for different types of people and then and, and sometimes it's harder or, or less hard, you know? So it, it, it is what it is, but it, it has got definitely been a, a lot of ups and downs. So right now we're in that transitional transitional stage where I am the crew leader technically and so on. But um, some, going into the pros and cons and, and, you know, my, my opinions on solo versus crew and, you know, what, what, what maybe you might want to do or what you are doing or whatever. And it's something that kind of changes over time too. Like I've definitely thought about going back to being solo, should I, or shouldn't I, and so on and so forth. And, and some, some of those reasons are because, you know, when you're solo, you're only responsible for yourself, right? You, you're always going to show up for work every day, you know, and, and if you don't, you, you know who to blame yourself, right? You, you can't be upset that someone else called out or whatever, because it's you, you know, and most likely you're going to find a way to still get the work done, work on the weekend if, if you need to. And, and, you know, you're, you're the most dependable employee, right? Because you're the business owner. You're also going to have a more attention to detail most of the time than, than anyone that's going to work for you with you. Um, because you're the business owner and, 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 and also in, um, uh, 
the adverse effect of that is that you we end up spoiling our clients. And then when we do start hiring employees, in their mind, the quality starts to go down and, and it does start to go down. But but you have to think about it that you're probably giving 100 percent and still trying to squeeze out more than 100 percent, even though that's mathematically impossible. But, you know, just say hypothetically, you're trying to give, you know, you're giving them 110 percent. So now when you hire employees, it may, might go down to 100 percent or 95 percent, you know, and to them, they, they might be able to, to the clients, they might, some clients might be able to notice that drop off in quality, but it's still 95%, you know, it's still a high percentage up there. And it really, the biggest issue is when you make that transition with your current clients, when you get new clients and you already have employees and they're doing 95, 90%, you know, qual- quality work to your hundred, hundred ten percent the, the clients aren't even going to know any better. They're, they're going to think that's great service because it is, you know, because the, the, your employees, 90%, you know, is, is, um, your hundred percent or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like the, to, to, to the client they they are, they are, are usually going to be happy with that. That is their hundred percent because you're at a different level, most likely than most or all of the employees that you ever have working uh, with you because you're this, you're just a business owner, unless you're just someone that's not really, doesn't really have much attention to detail. And your whole point was just to grow a business, to be the business owner and not be a tech and not do any of that work. And therefore your employees probably are better than you in most regards to the actual work itself. And you're the, the salesperson, you know, the, the marketing person, the mastermind behind your actual business and, and the whole business part of it, then, then that's fine too. And then, then that doesn't apply. Then you aren't, you know, the most detailed best, you know, employee or technician for your company. But most of the time when we start out solo, we are because we have no choice. Even if we weren't that we kind of learn, you know, uh, quickly when clients are like, Hey, are you going to edge these mulch beds or, you know, do this, that, you know, like that people are going to like mention things or complain or whatever. Or just ask if you can add these things and you kind of start, you know, learning the different tricks of the trade or whatever you want to call it, you know, different things that, that, that your, you know, your clients are going to expect and you can add that on to your services or make sure that you're doing a, a better job, more detailed job to catch all those things. So you know, so there's that kind of adverse effect to, you know, you're by yourself, you're solo, you're doing a great job, you're giving it, you know, your full effort, you can depend on yourself to show up all the time, you're the only one touching all the equipment. So you're going to notice every little thing that if anything needs to be fixed or addressed before it gets broken in the middle of the job or before, you know, it needs to be replaced or whatever, you know, you can usually fix it before it gets worse and and just kind of and you're also just maintaining it better, treating it better, most likely, because it's just you and it's your stuff. And, you know, you're just going to treat it better than most employees would. You know, they might not even be intentionally, um, you know, obviously the guys are just chucking stuff around or, you know, just manhandling things. Of course, that's that's not good. And that's going to contribute to more wear and tear. But a lot of these folks, they, 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 they may not realize that they're not being as gentle or, you know, as caring with the equipment. And at the end of the day, it's commercial equipment. Is it supposed to be anyway if you're getting commercial equipment to handle the regular use, you know, every day throughout the week, every week, you know, it's going to take more wear and tear. It's going to be able to handle more. But at the end of the day, nothing's indestructible and, and it still needs to be maintained and parts need to be replaced and so on. But that's just a new, uh, an added, uh, thing, you know, to, to, that you have to pay attention to 
once you go from solo to employees, right? So, you know, just wrapping up the being solo, you know, is, is you, you, you make, you can make your own schedule. Uh, you can be flexible. If you need to rearrange your schedule, there's no one else being affected, but you obviously your clients, but you can just shoot them an email and say, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be there till tomorrow. It's my daughter's graduation. You know, that's a, a, a real life story there, you know, things like that. Like you can do that without having to worry about well, what about my employees? What do they do? And so on. Um, so that's part of the part of the pros and cons there, as well as being solo. The cons, some of the cons are, while I said all those pros, you know, you you are also limited to the amount of work that you can do. And what if you really are sick, so sick, or you injure yourself and you and you just can't work for a certain amount of time, whether it be a day or a week or a month or whatever? Then what do you do? How are you going to make money? How are you going to get your 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 work done? That's the 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 real big downside of being solo is you there's no backup plan unless you come up with one. You know, like um, you know myself, I. Not, I didn't plan it this way, but by getting to know a lot of the other businesses in my local area from social media and just in general, just trying to be friendly and, and meet folks, it has helped me along the way as well as I've been able to help them along the way when they're in a pinch and they're behind or I'm behind or their equipment breaks down or my equipment breaks down or whatever, or even just getting together for lunch and, you know, hashing out, you know, talking shop and hashing out different ideas and, you know, trying to get through challenges and stuff like that. Where, where we can help each other out. Uh, but that's a very short term emergency situation. You know, I've had people cover my vacations, like, you know, other businesses, things like that. Um, various, various different fashions when I was solo and when I had employees and they just used my employees to get our work done. And they just basically had to drive them around and be the crew leader, things like that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of options there, but at the end of the day, it's a lot more challenging when you're by yourself and it's, it all relies on you physically getting the work done and running the business. And you can just only do so much. Like I said, you, you can only get so much done in, in each given day, you know, in, in the, the amount of daylight that there is, you can't extend the daylight. I mean, you can work at night, I guess, you know, certain properties, commercial properties, put headlights, you know, head, uh, on your, your equipment, your mowers, all that. And you can do certain things at night, like just mowing the lawn or whatnot. I know a lot of folks that start real early and do that, or they work real late, like the big commercial properties out in the middle of nowhere. There's no, they're not really close to any residential areas. So you're not really going to, um, you know, disrupt anybody's sleeping or get in trouble or whatnot. Uh, but for the most part, you know, like, like you can't, you can't extend the daylight. So you're trying to get as much done as you can during the day. Uh, and, and there's only so much you can do by yourself, right? The only way to increase the workload in the time given is to increase the production by adding people to shorten the amount of time. You know, if it takes you, uh, an hour by yourself to maintain an entire property, you know, probably a larger, uh, you know, a decent sized property. If it takes you that long to mow, trim, blow, edge, not in that order, obviously, you know, all the different things. Maybe you're pulling weeds out of the mulch beds too, and you're doing all these things. It takes you an hour for, uh, you know, a decent sized property. If you add a person, it should take you only 30 minutes, but it's still one man hour because you have two people for 30 minutes. So it's still one man hour, um, but it's 30 minutes, meaning now you can get two of those properties done in an hour instead of one. So you can essentially double your workflow, right? If you could only get 15 yards done by yourself and at 15 of those yards done by yourself, well, actually, if they take you an hour, it's, you know, you probably only get eight of those yards done. If you're working an eight hour shift or eight hour day, you know, you want to stop to go to the bathroom, grab something to eat or whatever, that's eight and a half, nine hours, maybe total that you're away from home or whatever, quote unquote, working, you know, then, uh, then, 
that's, you know, you can double that now to 16 yards, you know, like when, when you have uh, at it at a person. So that's where you transition, you know, from the, the, the pros to the cons and, and all that, you know, you can just only do so much when you're solo. Um, you are also more profitable though. Cause you don't have, you know, you're not, you're not replacing equipment, you know, as much There's not as much wear and tear. You don't need as much equipment. It's always still smart to have a backup for everything as a solo person as well, <clears throat> because if something does go down or needs to be uh, replaced or fixed, you can keep, you know, just drop it off at the shop or just put it to the side and finish the day with your backup until you have a chance to fix everything or, or do whatever you got to do at the end of the day. You can still get get all your stuff done. But there's less of that that you need to do when you're solo, as well as there's no payroll, you know, there's no workers comp, things like that, you know, all the uh, payroll taxes, all the stuff that comes with employees that's added overhead for you, um, you know, to that, that you won't have to worry about when you're solo. So essentially, it seems like, well, you are in most cases, you're more profitable when you're solo. Of course, you need to make sure that you're raising your prices and staying as profitable as possible with employees. It's not like just because you have employees, your profit all goes in the garbage. It just means you have to readjust, make sure your pricing is right. You have to definitely increase your pricing. You should always be doing that whether you're solo or not. But you know, you want to make sure that you are still staying profitable. But at the end of the day, no matter what you do, when you're by yourself, even if you're, you know, paying yourself like you're supposed to and you're paying taxes and insurance and, you know, just general liability and things like that, you know, you are, you still do have expenses, just the expenses increase when you have employees. Um, so you have to factor all that in. So yes, technically you are a little more profitable uh, when you're solo. So that's another pro. Are you feeling stuck in the slow lane of business growth? Wondering how to assemble a dream team that propels your business forward? Or perhaps putting in the hustle but not seeing the financial results that you crave? We get it. But guess what? We've got the game-changing event you've been waiting for. Get ready for the LCR Summit, your ultimate experience to get answers and take action. Join industry titans Keith Kalfas, John Pajak, Marvin Salcedo, Paul Jameson, Mr. Producer, and Jeremy Vest in dynamic workshops on marketing, team building, and company culture. Budgets, break-evens, and bottom lines, podcasting, and YouTube content creation designed to kick your business into high gear. Picture this, two days of hands-on interactive sessions in the heart of Atlanta, Georgia at the Creators Clubhouse on January 19th and 20th. Limited seats ensure an engaging experience so you're not just attending, you're participating, collaborating, and transforming. Oh, and did we mention a special bonus? Brace yourselves for Jonathan Potoshnik, the lawn care millionaire, delivering a keynote that's worth the price of admission alone. LCR Summit event host Naylor Taliaferro says, I wish this event existed when I started my business. It's a unique opportunity to connect with industry leaders and invest in the future growth of your business. Click the link in the episode description or head straight to lcrsummit.com to snag your seat before they sell out. And by the way, tickets are fully refundable because, hey, we get it. Business emergencies happen. And when there's snow, you got to go. So invest in your future worry-free. Here's to the clear skies and bright future of your business. We'll see you January 19th through the 20th at the LCR Summit, lcrsummit.com. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. 
But the biggest con to me when you're solo is if you want to go on vacation or you're, you injured yourself or you're really that sick, you know, like, like you're vomiting or, you know, diarrhea type sick, where if you, you, you know, you know, if anyone's experienced that you can't do anything, but just be in the bathroom most of the time, just trying to get through the situation. You can't be working in that environment, you know? So it's, it's, that's, there are some situations where no matter how tough you want to be you just your body just won't let you especially if you like break something or injure something and you need a you know a little bit of time to kind of heal up before you can do certain things or whatever or even still you're just restricted at some stuff so there's just only so much you can do and you're not maybe being able to get the same output and make as much money or do some of the same services and so on so that's to me the biggest con of being solo and why i i still you know why you know i i scratch my head from time to time if I think about going back to being solo or whatever. Um, because that, that, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, how are you going to get the work done? You know, how are you going to go on vacation and get the work done? Do you, can, can you, I guess you can't ever take a vacation except in the winter. Now it's like the opposite of when I was in retail and retail, I could never take a vacation over the winter because that was the holiday season and all that. I can only take vacations in the summer which is conducive anyway, because, you know, we could just go somewhere local to a beach or whatever. It's warmer weather. And that's where most people are usually going to for vacations. If it's colder where they are living or if they already, you know, if it's already that time of year, they live somewhere where it's always warm or mostly warm. They just, you know, can take a vacation wherever locally. But at the end of the day, for me, you know, it's like it's reverse for retail. You know, it, it's it's warm in the summer here in, in central Virginia. And I would take vacations, you know, over the summer, which the kids are out of school. All that's great. And then in the winter, you know, there's not as much break time for kids in school. So I, you know, I, um, but the holidays, so, so we didn't really take vacations that much in the winter anyway, but I wasn't around for the holidays for retail. Now I can be around for the holidays cause that's a slow time for lawn care. But now it's like, it's hard for us to take vacations like we used to in the summer because I have to cut the, have to cut grass and all, all the different things that we do. So that's the biggest challenge of being solo while as, as being as flexible as possible. I mean, I, I mean, while, while being able to be as flexible as as possible when you're solo compared to having employees, you know, you can rearrange the schedule however you want. Cause it's just you and your schedule that's being affected <clears throat> other than your clients, not your employees, you know, and all the other things I said previous of, of the, the pros, the biggest con to me <clears throat> is what can, what can you possibly do when you're not, you know, when you're not able to work for the different reasons I said, you injure yourself or you're so sick that you just can't work for a day or two, whatever it is, and then you just can't go on vacation, you know, and, and I know a lot of people like, well, we don't go on vacation until the winter. That's when we go on vacation. Like, that's just the way it is. That's the business that we're in and so on and so forth. I get all that. But I'm just saying that's 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 a big con right there. And I guess the final big con is you can only make so much money, right? There is a ceiling. So when you're solo, if you need to make more than your ceiling, you know, if, if, if you need to make more than a hundred thousand a year, whatever it is, of course you're minusing expenses out of that. It's pretty easy to make a hundred thousand a year solo doing multiple things, not just cutting grass. That's a little bit challenging, but if you're cutting grass, trimming bushes, doing mulch, um, you know, uh, maybe you're cleaning out mulch beds, pulling weeds and treating yards as well, fertilizing, spraying weeds, all that kind of stuff. If you're doing all those things, throughout the year, then it's, it's pretty easy to make a hundred thousand, um, you know, in revenue, 
uh, solo. Of course, that's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of long hours, but it's pretty enjoyable if that's what you really love to do. And you can do that, but you're still taking expenses out of there, right? You're still taking out you know, your gas and oil and all the maintenance for your vehicle and your equipment, the, any parts that need to be replaced periodically throughout the year, things like that. You know, Hopefully you have general liability insurance that you're paying throughout the year. Um, so there are obviously expenses, but they're, they're very minimal compared to when you get bigger and bigger and bigger in business, like adding employees and multiple vehicles and more equipment, more things to break down, more oil, more gas that's being consumed and all that. So, yes, you can make 100000 and then, you know, you take down uh, a, a little bit of you know, they take some of the overhead out of that, you know, and whatever, whatever that ends up being for you, you know, maybe, maybe that's 75,000 or something, you know, take away or whatever, you know, the, then there's taxes, whatever, whatever that is a hundred thousand and then less than a hundred thousand after other things come out being solo. If you can't live off of that, like say you're, you know, you have multiple kids like me and you want to help them go through college and all that stuff. Like, that's just not enough. You know, like the, you have a mortgage, whatever else, depending on what your lifestyle is. If you're a single person all by yourself, then you don't have near as many expenses as someone that is married with kids and has a house, a dog, you know, like the American dream, right? All that stuff. Your expenses are a lot higher. So it's a lot more difficult to financially support all of that with being solo, you know, with only taking home, whatever, 60, 75, you know, um, take home or, or whatnot. Uh, you know, in, in some cases, I mean, if you're really good at budgeting, then yeah, you can do that too. Anyway, my, my point is you, in order to grow past that, if you need to make more than that, then the only way to do that is to hire employees. So now shifting to, you know, having crews, of course, like I said, there's more expenses. So that's a con, but the pro is when you can get a crew leader that can be doing their own thing with the crew and you're now working more on the business, not in the business, you can afford to take some time off if you get really sick or, um, injure yourself and you can't like work in the field, it doesn't really matter because you're not working in the field. You're working, you know, out of the field doing things and you might still be able to do that stuff from home. Maybe you don't go into the office or maybe you don't meet the guys at the shop or whatever. You can just do it from home. You can make follow-up phone calls, you know, do quotes, you know, whatever, just be around. Like, even if you're not technically like working on the business because you're sleeping, resting, you know, you're injured, whatever, you know, you, you're still available for a phone call. If, you know, the guys call and they, they need help with something or a customer calls about something, you're still available. So you can still technically work through a lot of that. Even if you go on vacation, which you not, are now more able to do if you have a reliable crew with a crew leader and so on, and they just do their thing. You make sure they're set up for success, you know, give them a gas card, whatever, whatever your scenario is that they're self-sufficient. They don't need you for anything unless there's some catastrophe that happens, but you want to train your fo your people that, that hopefully they can still figure that stuff out and handle it on the fly without having to constantly, you know, call mommy or daddy for help. You know, they can just make those decisions and empower them to make the right decision. Even if they make the wrong decision to learn from it. And as long as it wasn't a catastrophically wrong decision, you guys can move on and, and be, and be better for it by learning and getting stronger and more knowledgeable. And, you know, your team can get better at handling those things on their own. And that means that you can be away from the business, that part of the business even more as well, which again, gives you more flexibility back that you didn't even really have when you were solo. 
right? Like I said, it's harder to take time off and, you know, whether you're sick or injured or you just want to take vacation time for your family, it's harder to do that when you're solo because the work's not getting done while you're gone. But when you have a crew that you can rely on, that they are getting the work done while you're out of town or resting up at home or whatnot or in the hospital or whatever, God forbid, you know, that, that, that is how, that's the big pro about that, right? As well as you can get more work done because you have a whole crew of people getting more work, which now they're paying for themselves basically in addition to you know the extra you know the 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 profit and your you know pay owners pay and all that kind of stuff so those are some big pros there right and then you just keep growing that way you could just rinse and repeat and have, have however many crews you want to achieve whatever financial goal you want to get to a million dollars in revenue or whatever so that you can have a couple hundred thousand you know uh for owners pay or what what, what whatever it is you know whatever your goals are you know that's what you can you can achieve those by adding a crew and another crew and you know to you know, however many you need to get to that point right you have to figure that math out for yourself and the services you offer and so on you know if you offer a ton of services and you can achieve a million dollars in revenue a lot faster than if you're just cutting grass now you have to cut a lot of grass to get to a million dollars in revenue and that's a lot of crews and so on but hey if, if that's what you want to do or that's what's mainly available in your area then you figure that out and that's fine this this industry is is so many opportunities for, for all of us to do different things. If you just want to cut grass and you can just cut grass, if you want to do everything, you know, basically are possible that you can offer, then you can do that too. So you just have to build it out the right way, learn all the different things, figure it out as you go and, you know, lean on resources, like whether it be podcasts, you know, YouTube videos, online training, live events like the LCR summit, January 19th and 20th, you know, what, what, whatever it is, you know, just, uh, you just try to figure it out for yourself. And a lot of that comes to be trial and error and so on. Um, and, and then the wrapping up with the, with the kind of the cons of a crew is back to, you know, are they going to show up? You know, you know, you're not sure who's going to show up for that. You know, you, you think you have the best crew until you don't, right. You know, you never know every, anyone until, you know, they stop showing up or whatever. I mean, you know, you can have the best employee, you know, and, and uh, this will be a, for another, you know, another day, another episode talking about my, my ups and downs with employees or whatever the title of the episode is going to be. Um, but basically that, you know, th- that'll be another episode, but you, you just never know when you, you could have the, what you think is the best employee and just, they, you know, hard times happen to them in their life and their personal life. And it just affects everything, it affects their work performance and their personal life. You know, they could be showing up for work late and then not doing the best job anymore. And you're like, man, what happened to Jimmy? Like, I don't understand, you know, like, and you can talk to them, try to figure it out. They may or may not, you know, open up and share and you may or may not be able to help them at the end of the day. If they can't get through it, if there's no way you can help them and they can't get through it, you know, they're just, you know, it's sad, but unfortunately you have to, you know, you have to let them go. You have to part ways. It doesn't mean that you couldn't maybe hire them back once they get their life back together. You know, you can continue to try and help them in some way, be it be a resource or someone to talk to through it. But at the end of the day, you, you need to pay people that are going to get the work done. You can't pay people just to pay people just to be nice. You know, you have to pay to get work done, billable work that then pays for their paychecks. That's just how it works. You know I mean? Of course, some people earn bonuses and pay time off and things like that. Those are like perks of people, full-time, you know, people that work, you know, they, they earn it, you know, they, they're working for you. They do a great job. They've earned it like a raise and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you have to bill work in order to pay your employees. That's that's just you know simple math there and logic. Um, so you, you just never know what may or may not happen to you know, the people that, that, that are working with you, that they could be the best employee, like I said, and then all of a sudden, you know, things just go crazy in their life. And now they're just way too distracted and, and they can't, they're not your best employee anymore. Or, or they, they just don't even, the, the same thing happens, you know, their, their world gets turned upside down, their personal life, and they just stop showing up for work. They just couldn't even call or text or anything. They are just trying to deal with whatever catastrophe is happening in their life. And you don't even know what it is because you never hear from them again, maybe. And that's tragic. On a, on a lot of levels, because maybe there's something you could help them with. Maybe you could have worked out, worked something out with them, giving them some unpaid time off, you know, for them to get their stuff together. And, and then, you know, when they're, they can come back or whatever, you know, um, whatever that there's so many potential other options if they just talk to you, you know, and let you know, plus you could potentially prepare, you know, you would know like, Oh man, okay. You know, Jimmy's going through some stuff. He's going to take some time off, but hopefully he, you know, he'll get it together. I'm going to help him with whatever I can and he'll be back. But in the meantime, we'll have to rearrange some things so that we can get through this time or maybe just try and hire someone else just in case. But when Jimmy doesn't ever show up or call and you can't, and doesn't return your calls and all that, then you have no idea what's going on. You just assume Jimmy's gone, never coming back. So now you have to hurry up and, and scramble to replace him and rearrange things in your in your business and your schedule potentially to still get things done. And it, it put, puts initial, you know, maybe asking people that, that you do still have to work more and all that. And it, it puts a big hardship on you and your business. Maybe now you have to get back in the truck and do stuff. And that's what you have to do as a business owner. I get it, but that gets old quick. So that, 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 that's the huge con is, you know, um, ha- like the increased expenses, that's just that's just like a cost of doing business. That's not even really a con. I mean, it is, but you need to prepare for that. And like I said, raise your prices and all that kind of stuff and make sure you're still being profitable and, and all that. But you know, the, for me, the big con is for crew is all that stress and, um, the different uncontrollable variables, because you can, like I said, you can think you hired the best people and technically hired the best people. And I guess if they are the best people and times, you know, they have tragedy in their personal life that they couldn't control. They'll handle it in a better way, but they still will probably need time off like anybody else to go to a funeral, things like that, you know? So, and you have to work with that, but that's should only be temporary, but still, you know, that that's still something that would, that would, that's going to affect you and your crew, your, you know, your, your business. And you have to work through that. But of course, the worst is when people just don't show up and you just have no idea. And what what happened and what starts to happen for me anyway, is you start to get you start to get a um well, you know, you get anxiety about it, but you start to feel you start to not feel confident. You start to lose confidence about like how much work you're going to take on, how much work can you get done that day? You know, you have a whole schedule, you have plan A, B. I remember one time there was a local person that was, you know, we were going through some, we were talking about all the challenges that we were going through, through COVID and not being able to find people and keep the people that we have and all that stuff. Cause people thought it was cool not to work anymore for some reason. And just, I guess just get unemployment or whatever, but, and take time off. But, uh, you know, he was like, man, you know, we start with a, B and C. we, we, you know, we have a, I have a plan A, B and C 
um, you know, every day and more times than not, we're going to plan D, you know, like, cause you never know who's going to show up and who's not and all that. And it shouldn't be like that, of course, but it is. And, you know, not for everyone, you know, there's definitely things that we can do to try and prevent that can control that minimize that, you know, but at the end of the day, when that happens, for whatever the reason, if it's your fault or not, um, as the business owner, you know, um, that it, it's, it, it makes it a huge challenge for me. It's very stressful. Employees is, is a main stress point when I was in retail, because it wasn't like I was doing a bad job unloading the truck or I, you know, I, I didn't make the register lines long. I didn't make the truck get unloaded poorly or too slow. Um, I, I didn't, you know, um, you know, make the store a mess or not do a good job cleaning it up or what it like it. Cause I can't, for one, I can't, couldn't do that by myself as the manager. And two, that wasn't even my job. You know, I had to be doing other things and be stuck on a register ringing and all that stuff. It was, be, it was the employees and lack of employees, you know, the employees not doing what they're supposed to and not having enough employees or they called out or whatever. We just couldn't hire enough in time. That was like the bane of my existence and everybody else pretty much in retail management that struggles with that, you know, and a lot of that wasn't my control. It was, you know, the other management, you know, the, the company itself that I was working for, whatever, you know, the economy life, that was a huge stressful thing for me that I had to deal with. And now in my lawn care business it's the same thing, just, just different versions, much smaller scale. And I have a lot more control over it, but it still does happen. And it, and it's, 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 it's a huge, um, contributor to your success of your business, you know, and, and then now your clients get affected if you're behind schedule because you had people not show up or call out. So that can definitely be a huge, huge headache. But on the flip side, like I said, the big pro is when you have a good team, they get everything done, they do a good job and you don't have to do it all yourself or you're there with them. But at the end of the day, you're getting more stuff done. So you're making more money, your business is growing, you're not as exhausted every day doing it all by yourself, you know, so on and so forth. So those are kind of like my pros and cons kind of all over the place there. I didn't have it written down bullet point or anything, but there's stuff that I think about all the time. Um, and you know, hopefully that, that I kind of covered the main things. I know they're the main things for me, for sure. Um, for my experience, solo to crew, like I said, there's pros and cons for both. We're also built different, right? I know that's kind of a, a joke with teenagers and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm built different and all that, those sayings, but at the end of the day, we, we are right. We're, uh, not all of us are meant to manage big businesses. Some of us are better with smaller businesses or just being by ourselves. Some of us are, you know, are very social and we want to be around a lot of people like, um, you know, we, we have a higher tolerance for stress, things like that. Some of us are just super anxious and have a low tolerance for stress. You know, I'm kind of a little bit in between all that. So you really need to figure that out for yourself as well. You know, what kind of business owner do you want to be or can you be, you know, like based on your personality traits and so on. So you're not just, you know, maybe having a million dollar business isn't for you. If you're going to be stressed out all the time, it's going to make you sick all the time and a miserable person. That's not good. Like I know I've heard people in the past, not in this industry, but just like really successful people, like famous people say they have, they know people, they have friends that make like, have like a 50, 50,000, $65,000 a year, kind of a nine to five type job. And they're perfectly happy and fine. They make enough money to pay their bills and they're not super stressed. They clock out at the end of the day, so to speak, and they're done. Then there's these, you know, they have friends that have multi-million dollar businesses and they're stressed out beyond all belief. They make a ton of money, but they're working all day, every day. They can never stop thinking about it. They can never shut it off. It's, and, and, and it's a mess. So it's, it's about what you, what you can tolerate and what you want at the end of the day. So, 
So I just wanted to kind of share my pros and cons, solo versus crew for lawn and landscape. Feel free to share your thoughts in the in the in this comment section. Uh, of, if you're on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, if not, you can go on Spotify to this episode, and there's a a comment section for you to leave anything that maybe I missed out, any pros or cons, and you know maybe your uh, per- perspective and experiences on solo. I know a lot of folks go back and forth. I mean, I haven't I've, I've went from solo to cruise and you know, solo and crew, but I know a lot of folks that have gone back and forth. They've gone solo to crew, back to solo, or crew to solo, then back to crew or whatever. You know, there's different, it's your business, so you can do whatever you want, right? That's the ultimate beauty of it. And that's kind of where I want to leave this episode is, is you are in control as long as you allow yourself to be of your business and you can do whatever you want and you can change, you know, you can drop services, add services, you know, sell some equipment, you know, downsize, uh, increase, you know, or grow, you know, like what, whatever. And you can do that various different times throughout your life, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years is a long time to be in business. And a lot I'm sure can change over that time frame. It's not necessarily going to be the exact same thing. So just some food for thought for you guys in, in this uh, slower time of year here. I try to, I put a lot more IBG in between guest episodes out because I have a little more time, you know, to reflect on, on notes that I've taken over the season and, and, you know, my life, my business. And I, and, and I kind of have a little more time to get, get in the studio and share them with you guys in the slower off season and hopefully it's a good time for you to learn as well. And maybe, you know, if you get any value from this stuff, it might help you prepare for it for the next season. And of course I still try to squeeze in interviews whenever I can. And the different events that I go to, we get lots of interviews as well to also provide value and share perspective on different topics. Um, but at the end of the day, this is kind of my thing this time of year. Um, just trying to focus on reflection and and sharing, you know, my feedback and opinions, and hope to maybe help somebody, you know, one of you guys listening, you know, somewhere along the line. So I always appreciate appreciate you guys listening, and uh, I appreciate the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Long Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.